What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! This is a HeadGum Podcast. Mike, there's quite a few movies with black leads, right? Either out or 2018 is like black. <laughs> yeah, it really is, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, even like, again, even though we reviewed... Uh, was it sorry to bother you? I love that you have a Black Panther mm-hmm. and you have a weird indie like Sorry to Bother You. Right. All come out in the same year. We're talking about what's that um, YA mean, movie with um, Amanda coming out that we talking about? Yeah, The Darkest Minds. Yeah. And like that lead, I, I remember the book. Uh, I don't believe that book was written with a black girl as a lead. Right. So I'm like, yeah, look at that. Mandela's starring in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we already reviewed Superfly and Uncle Drew. Yeah. Um, Blind spotting came out. Yeah, I can't this, wait to watch this that. weekend. Um, Black Klansman's coming out soon. Woo! Spike bringing a comeback. Come on, Spike. And that's I can't wait for that. Honestly, I, it seems so fun. I, we were out yesterday, and someone was like, well, "Why would you want to see it?" You know, like I mean, it could be fictional. I'm like, "Well, first off, it's based on a true story." And I'm like, if you're worried about David Duke, he's still fucking alive. So, you know, like clearly the. Yeah, the the KKK don't die out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see just what happens. Isn't is there another head? Because like, isn't he the former head? He he yes, he is the former head. The thing about them is that you're not. Sub- uh, it's tricky. Some of them you know of, some of them you don't. Because mm-hmm. the whole point of it is, is like one of those secret societies. Right. Yeah. So like, they wear a hood. Yeah. Right. So they're cowards. So fuck them. Uh, right. <laughs> no, I just went all the time. It's like <laughs> they still exist. Again, they well, they're be, coming out in, in I mean, they're in coming out now, but the powerful ones aren't. We still don't know. Again, we still don't know who the new. What are they like? Whatever the fuck they call each other, but like we still don't know the new one is because he could be a politician. Grand, grand wizard, grand grand, the grand yes, the grand dickhead. Yeah. That's what it's fucking called. I mean, Jeff Sessions is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he's admit Jeff. Yeah, didn't he admit? You know, fuck Jeff Sessions too. Bro. Uh, oh, our, good guy, our attorney general. Um, yeah, but no, it's but let's not talk about politics. Let's talk about how cool these freaking movies are, and The Rock. Uh, oh man, can, can we talk a little bit? I don't want to hate on The Rock. Yo, he's I, a spin doctor, though, bro. But my man can spin. That's some. true. Yeah, we can talk about this in a positive way. Yeah, boy, my man is spinning on social media. <laughs> Yo, and I mean, he's just like <laughs> he posted another. He posted another thing. Really? Even after the movie was another number- one. Yeah, he posted another one because uh, I guess a Forbes article, uh, like somebody wrote for Forbes and and said, uh, like, surprise, The Rock's uh, movie Skyscraper is actually a hit. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. And he posted that and he was like, surprise, like, actually, this movie is like doing really well. And it's all about the global and, and, and like the people who said it was not that it was bombing or like too limited to the U.S., um, and, and you know, I mean, look, it's doing Yo. pretty. It's doing really well in China, and that's and yeah. and it's got 
making money overseas, but I'm like, it's still... <laughs> Honestly. It's still, like, not uh, making as much. I mean, no, I... I'm saying you can't sleep on these global audiences, baby. Okay? True. You can't sleep on the globe. Well, well honestly, it's true. it's true. That's how we got uh, a sequel to um, every Transformers movie. Yeah, and what's that Game of the Toro movie we, we reviewed this year? Well, it's not. Oh, Game yeah, Pacific anymore. Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim. It didn't do good in the states, but it did right. great overseas. But also, what is so interesting is that The Rock. Yes, yes, the movie was not successful in the U.S., but I kind of love that this dude is kind of going up. Uh, yeah, you say it's a bomb, but technically, it is still profitable, and he's just right. tweaking how things are said. Right, legit. Yeah. And usually, it's so funny because I never really thought about it until Black Panther came out and Wrinkle in Time came out, and all the reports kept saying, you know, Wrinkle in Time was a failure as compared to this other movie, and instead of, and then you saw Black Twitter get a hold of it, and they go, right. oh, the first time the number one and number two movie are movies directed by African Americans. Like, yeah, see positives, right. and like, I kind of like that because at the end of the day, Hey, man, you can't steal our joy, bro. Because that's literally all it is. Right. Like, you're coming at The Rock saying, oh, there were so many <laughs> articles crapping on the rock, the rock recently. Yeah. And I respect that he did it with a smile. Pacific Rim, another movie with a black lead. Black lead, lead bro. Black I'm looking lead. at its numbers. It only made $59 million domestic. Uh, and it cost $150 million to make. But it made $230 million worldwide. Foreign. So $290 million worldwide. Uh, which is pretty... I mean, it's better than Skyscraper is right now. I think Skyscraper will come to around that number, you know. It's weird, though, with foreign global box office because I do think that if a movie doesn't do well in the U.S., like, eventually it does catch up worldwide as well. But maybe sometimes, maybe that's not true all the time. China China is its own thing right now, and that's, yeah. and that's what people have to contend with. Um... But uh, I saw, wait, what did I, oh no, I didn't see Skyscraper yet. I want to. And I want to see Skyscraper. Yeah. I do. I, I, the thing is, I just didn't remember, at first I remember seeing a lot of trailers for it, then I just, then it was out, and I just stopped hearing about right. it. Um, oh, you know what movie's And also, about? Movie Pass. I mean, come on. I'm done with Movie Pass. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think I got to get rid of it. I, 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 I'm yeah, officially done. I, th- I might have to get rid of it, too. I mean, yesterday when I went to see Equalizer, I, like, couldn't go because it was, like, they wouldn't let me go. Surge and I was pri- like, yo, for real, Movie Pass? Was it surge pricing or was it just me. down? Uh, It was just, it wasn't even down. It was, like. It wasn't surge or down. It was like blacked out. You cannot see this movie. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're doing that uh, now. It's crazy uh-uh. though. <laughs> like here in New York, I couldn't see it because, um, yeah. First off, it was a surge price, but then what I realized they don't work at AMC theaters in New York anymore. So I had to go and just pay twenty dollars <laughs> for a ticket, and I didn't know until I got to the theater. I'm like, God dang it! I'm so over this. Oh uh, man, but. Uh, I do. I. I but I guess. To, I guess. In, I do enjoy that we have so many movies with black leads coming out that we actually can't review them all because the purge is also the first purge is something. That oh yeah, talking about. I want to watch that. Yeah, and and James just for everybody I'm who's saying listening, I can't watch the first purge. James can't watch I'm it. Saying. I'm James. saying I can't watch the first purge. No, but this is my thing about it is I totally understand the horror aspect of it. But it's interesting because to me, that's what would happen in real life. They would come after people of color. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like, yeah, it would be a bunch of, literally, it's the government 
coming after a bunch of people of color to make yeah. sure they sell this thing to like middle America. Right. Right. That's too actually, you know what? I'm on James' side. I don't want to watch that. It's gonna be weird. I feel like eventually we might have to review it, but it's too real. It's too you know what but I don't. True. But the but the but the but the main point is that with all of these movies with black leads coming out, it's it's finally we're finally getting the equalizer too. You know, because there was all these white-led <laughs> movies coming out, but now all these black-led movies, so it's like finally feeling like, hey, we got the Equalizer, too. No. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm okay. I'm honestly okay with what just happened. Because at first, it made sense to me, and I was like, wait, what this nigga say? You know what? All right, let's, honestly, John, congrats. I don't hate that. It made sense. Congrats. Why are you I, giving you. him? No. What? Because, I mean, listen, <laughs> James, I mean, what he, was trying to say was, what he was trying to say was is that, you know, usually like the white films have a lot of variation in the summer, but now black people are getting that. So we have an equalizer too. Dude. You know? Let's start the show. No, no. no. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock. James Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Sounds like you're singing. Yo, honestly, James, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So... You know what I'm saying? Because it's the equalizer, too, the, you know? Yeah, and right. so, like, you know, and so now it's like, black, black, you know, because it's all these gunshots, black, black, you know? Yeah, we know. Okay, enough. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. Um, and I'm Drum Milligan. And my name is James. James, you, did Wait, you did drop out? Did, did you say it? Did you say it? Did you drop out? Nope. I said my full name. Oh, okay. Oh, we didn't hear it. We, you, yeah. Something happened. Something must have happened. Say it again. Okay. No, I, uh, no, that was how I said. I said it like in a way. It was like I said it in a way like, and then it was like cool. It was like you were. T- it was like a fader. It's like you took a fader, and then it was like. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. It, it honestly just sounds like you you yeah. stopped talking. So, you know, maybe you say it again. No, I, no, no. I said it. I said it. Okay. Uh, Nobody heard your name. It's James the Third. Everybody, this is the podcast Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. We review films with leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, boy. But we're movie fans, you know. We're comedians. We like to keep it light and then slap you with some realness. <laughs> I don't know. I, guess, well, that's I don't know what I'm doing. Slap you with some realness. <laughs> slap you with the... This is what people want in the morning, too. You know what Yeah. Just getting yelled at. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are reviewing the film The Equalizer 2. Uh, this is the first sequel Denzel Washington has ever made. Ever made. Which doesn't, which doesn't compute. No, I mean, also is um, Anton Fuqua's first sequel, which, yeah, both, both, this was the sequel they both decided that they wanted to yeah. do. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it doesn't necessarily feel intentional to me. It just feels like they finally gave into the nature of Hollywood, which is 
sequels, remakes, reboots, like it's so all consuming now that even Denzel Washington's like, fine, I'll make a sequel. But why this one? That's what what I'm saying. It doesn't feel intentional. It doesn't feel, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but I mean, it's, uh, the Equalizer is a fun movie. We haven't reviewed it on the podcast, but no, because you know, it felt like Man on Fire. Yeah, it, it's a similar, it's a similar thing. There's you know little white girls in both Man on Fire and The Equalizer. Uh, Denzel Washington is killing people uh, in both of them. He's like an ex-military person of some sort in both of them, uh, and he's just like, you know, it's just classic Denzel. Washington and also welcome all Wait people. Wait a minute, are they the same movie? <laughs> Which one? Is Man on Fire and the Equalizer the same movie? It's very Ironic. similar. Honestly, Honestly, the Equalizer is Man on Fire, except like in America with hardware tools. Because <laughs> um. like the big thing with the Equalizer was that he he worked at a hardware store and then like doesn't he doesn't he an Equalizer? Yeah, or? doesn't he like get the people to come to the hardware store and he, it's like a bunch of booby traps like well, yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, because the thing is like he... Yeah, he like, Home Alones them in the, <laughs> in the hardware store. Um, <laughs> except him Home Alone... His Home Alone contraptions kill you. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because this is based on a TV show that... Right, I which I didn't people, know at all. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's a TV show that was a... It, people watched it, but it wasn't like a show that went on for ten seasons. I think it had three. Um, it was a white guy in the lead role. And where and was it on like just it network? Was, yeah, television? It was, yeah, it was just a network TV show. And basically, the whole point in, was in the seventies or something. Yeah, or he was a guy who would you know, he was an ex-military guy who would help people in the lead. Right. Elite. So it was like the A team. You know, got you. Those kind Tense. of. I mean, no, I'm saying no, it wasn't. It oh, oh, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Uh, let me. How many seasons was it? Equalizer on. Wow. I'm not even sure it was. And so, I mean, honestly, any fans who like, I, we okay, here we go. It's uh, 1985 to 1989, so looks like four seasons. Wow. Yeah, and it's a, it was I a, had no idea. I think it's like an old white guy. Uh, yeah, I'm like, looking at it, the picture. Yeah, he's like old, like he was. This what he looked like when he was doing it? Yeah, yeah. The old, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. The only reason I know because my stepdad watches old random. Shows like, <laughs> oh, so I'm not gonna funny. call it random. Sorry, pops. Uh, but it's funny because it's like, yeah, this show is a show that exists, and the fact that you know the first, the first sequel, I think was one of Denzel's like biggest openings. Because you got to realize, I think people always forget, like we know Denzel as a great actor, but his movies don't open blockbuster style all the time because he's just not that guy. Like even Book of right. Eli in those movies, where this might have been the Equalizer Two is what his biggest opening. Weekend ever? No way. It was like $35 million. No, I mean, no, but wasn't it? It made more than the sequel. Hold on, hold on. Uh, that would be crazy. Um, biggest. Let me look at biggest. Yeah, oh, so, the, so the box office of this, uh, right now, uh, currently, uh, it's grossed $64 million domestically, $6 million foreign, so $70 million worldwide. It costs $62 million to make, which actually makes sense, considering the, the movie. Uh, and so I think it'll make money. It's gonna keep. It's gonna keep going a little bit. It opened to thirty six million. Um, and you're right. Denzel Washington's never been a huge opening like uh, theater. You know, 
he's never been a huge box office thing. Okay, here it seems like American Gangster maybe was his biggest opening. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and that was forty three million dollars, and that movie grossed one hundred and thirty million, um, ultimately, and I think that's his highest grossing film. It's American Gangster. Wow. Wow, his second biggest opening, Safe House. It's more Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Wow. Then the Equalizer too. I, I like the thing is I did like Safe House though. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time. Period. As Jamal yeah. and uh, yeah. Kevin Avery's podcast uh, suggests. Well, it's something I find fascinating about him and um, Liam Neeson is that they both were like these prestigious actors, but then in their later years. Both, when they were over 55, just decided, I'm going to do some action movies. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, he just out of nowhere just started doing action movies. I think Man on Fire was his first one, and it didn't book at Eli. No. Uh, yeah, wasn't it? Well, I guess it depends on what you consider action movies. Like, so, like, do you consider, I guess yeah. they're more thriller, like, because he was in movies like The Bone Collector and, like, see those Pelican see, Brief. I consider the ones where he's doing hand-to-hand combat. Like when he's doing like when he's ha- when he's handling like guns and he's doing choreographed like choreographed fights, mm-hmm. um, right? Because to me, like that shows like you're getting in the mix, you're getting dirty with it. And the thing about a lot of Denzel movies, which I do kind of like, is that even though he's an older guy, there are more wide shots instead of quick cuts to prove that he's at least right attempting to do a lot of these fights. Right. Except for we had to talk about Equalizer too, because there's one scene where I'm like, "Yo, this is clearly not Denzel," and it's throwing me off so much. Right. Um, yeah, I guess like maybe since Training Day, I mean Training Day also wasn't an action movie, but I do. Yeah, you're so Man on Fire came out in '04. Uh, man, remember Deja Vu? That was a I, weird movie. Can I can I say yeah. I have a personal? So uh, as people probably on the podcast know, I don't know my dad that well, and the last time I saw him, we went to go see this fucking movie, Deja, Deja Vu. Vu. <laughs> And it was the most random movie. Wait, this is the one where, um, uh, uh, when it's like he's going back in time or something like that. Not back in time. He's trying to stop yeah, the yeah. thing on the boat. Yeah, we it's saw great. this movie. It's a great movie. It, it was fun, but I also was like, wow, the, la- like, <laughs> the movie I'm going to see with my dad for the first time in like eight years is going to be fucking Deja Vu, which is one of the most random Denzel movies of all time. Oh, good God. Uh, God, that movie. But yeah, I mean, Man on Fire, uh, you have, uh, yeah, Book of Eli, Safe House, Two Guns. Uh, I don't know if you would consider, no, I guess the, these aren't. They're just like, a, he's in action movies, but not necessarily always an action star. But like, you're right, he does have some like, especially those Man on Fire, Two Guns, Safe House, Equalizer, where he's just like, just killing a bunch of people. Yeah, it's just like, just going in. Which I think is really cool. Um, which I think is really cool. It's just I just I just need to know, and it's so funny because I know he was doing interviews. Let me find one about why he did this sequel because I don't understand why this is like, right. I would have so, done like I would have done like I'm very curious to see what a Book of Eli sequel looks like for sure. Like that to me is like okay, yeah, because that world is interesting and you want to know more about it. Yeah, like what, like why, like why'd you do this one? Oh, here we go. Denzel reveals uh, variety. Denzel reveals why uh, he did his first sequel. Right. And the Equalizer was like a fun movie, but I don't know if it's necessarily like oh. a huge. That being said, the t- the fact that it was TV makes sense. Well, this is his quote. This is his quote. Mm-hmm. Um, asked why he hasn't done a sequel. He said, "Well, there's a simple reason. 
I haven't been asked. The only time I've ever been asked to do a sequel was for a safe house. But that didn't make sense because my character had died. So they were talking about a prequel. Um, and I was asked for inside, I mean, for inside man, but that one just didn't make sense. Um, right. Wow. Okay. There you go. Um, wow. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The only other time I remember a, a Denzel sequel being talked about was inside man. Um, I think I remember the safe house too. Talk as well, but I really remember the Inside Man sequel, and I was like, "Why are they doing that?" Like, I did, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that doesn't, yeah. Inside Man is like a, it's like, yeah, why, I, like, that why even make any do it? sense? Yeah. Um, all right, well, there you go. Simple answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I was expecting something more detailed. I guess the reason uh, is because he's ne- he's not in movies that tend to have sequels. He's never really in kind of franchise esque movies, and this one, right. This one, he is somewhat, of, you realize he is somewhat of like a superhero almost in, in a certain sense. And, okay, we, we got you know? it. I mean, his name is The Equalizer. It's like really, so yeah. Uh, should we just go into initial thoughts? I'm yes. Sure. You want to go first, James? Oh, so you yeah. want, do you want, or I can go. Yeah. Uh, I saw this movie, uh, I saw it in a very nice theater. About uh, to give I pick a shout out because I've never been to one and it was so swanky. Um, I think I've been to one once. But um, I thought I thought this was a very well crafted action movie. One the one that looked like a B movie with money, like the shots were beautiful. The action takes were like long, so we could see Denzel fight. Uh, they had a couple of different locations, which was cool. Yeah. Um, the thing about it, the only thing, and this is and this is not on Denzel; it's on just like movie logic. At no point did I feel any stress or worry for him hmm. because he was just so, and I guess maybe that's the point. Like you said, he's a superhero. He was just so damn good that at no point did I ever think he was going to, yo, at one point it's like, oh, maybe he's going to get hurt and have to like do this one handed or like, I don't know, hobble around because his leg is shot up. Right. Did he ever get hurt? Like he legit is invincible the entire movie. There was like a little bit of blood that he like left a little blood trail. And when 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 did he we get? We never we never see him get hurt. See, they said that, but I was like, I'm, yeah, I didn't know that was, was his that blood. His blood trail. I thought that was like I thought that was something he faked. I yeah, he was like faking a blood trail. I did too because I was like, when did he get hurt? Like I don't remember him. That dude didn't hit him. Like when did that blow? And the thing know. is, the movie again was like super fine. Like I, I love, I love seeing Sharon. Yes, I'm gonna call him Sharon. Okay, <laughs> all right. I know his real name, but I'm gonna call him Sharon. <laughs> 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 I got yelled at yesterday for calling him Sharon. Sharon, uh, who deserved an Oscar nomination, but I'm gonna let that go. Uh, I thought it was just fun, man. It was cool to just see Denzel fight and and still have acting moments in a movie that normally wouldn't have them. So. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And also, this movie was very brutal. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be so violent, because the first one was. But the first one, like, it was action. But uh, And this one, he was just breaking bones. Like, straight up punishing people. Right. I was like, God dang. Like, the scene with the, the, the I guess, the guys who were um, rapists, right? Is that what they did? Yeah. I mean, my man. Yeah. My, we, we'll talk about that scene, but that was a very brutal scene. To me, like, one of the most in the whole movie. But uh, we'll get to that. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Do you want me to go, James? Sure. Um, Well, I'll I'll start by saying I did like The Equalizer, though I don't remember much of it. I also, it was a The other thing that was weird about it is that even though it was similar to Man on Fire, I thought the relationship between Denzel Washington and... um, 
I think it's like Chloe. What's her name? Chloe. Uh, uh, Hit Girl? Yeah. You mean Hit Girl? From, from Kick-Ass. From Kick-Ass. <laughs> she would always be a Hit Girl. <laughs> Chloe Moretz. Uh, yeah. I've actually met Chloe I'm, Grace Moretz. Yeah. yeah. I met her a few times in my life, and it's been awkward every time. <laughs> Why? Because I met her once when I was in London, and I forgot in London you can drink at 16. So me and my boy were getting hammered. And oh, I was like, you. yo, hit girls at the bar. <laughs> and then she was like, we can drink here. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then I just stopped drinking because I realized. Oh, like, you made it awkward. Well, because I was like, I, like I've never. Because you were trying to call her out. Because <laughs> I was excited. I was like, yo, hit girl. Because I also, that movie is awesome. <laughs> All right, the first kick well, is awesome. Well, I love that we've found out that not only do you call people. <laughs> By their character names in podcasts, you do it in real life, too. Yeah, like, you're that guy. Like, that's, like, such a trope, and you're that guy. I get excited. It's like, oh, snap. But if you have a bunch of roles like that, like, I have to call Will Smith Will Smith, because who do I, like, I can't call him Agent J, or... She's been in so many things. I know, but she's she's hit girl, okay? Let's not do this. Anyway, your story, John. All right, all right. Um, Basically, I... I appreciated that kind of interaction between them, and I liked the hardware store. I thought it was like a cool thing, and it was one of those things where you know it was very. Uh, I didn't know it was based off the TV show, so it makes sense, but it felt like a complete story. It was just uh, this guy who used to be some sort of ex-marine or whatever, but like got out of the game. His wife is deceased, and he just like he doesn't want to like get involved with that kind of stuff anymore and then he just feels compelled to because he develops this relationship with this girl he's trying to help her and then she and then she gets beat up and then he just like something snaps in him and then also i think there's like another guy like there's like that big yeah it's like the he's the big pimp, guy right is he a pimp no he's like there's that there's like the there's like the big guy who he's training to be a security guard who also works with him at the hardware store. And I think something happens to him, too. Like, his place gets messed up. I don't or, even remember. I don't know. I don't remember either. But um, So there's, like, two people he's, like, helping out. And then he's just like, I'm going to go kill all these people, uh, these bad guys. So for me, this movie, okay, this is what I'll say about this movie. Uh-oh, John, don't do this. It's so crazy, though. No, no, no. Listen, hear me out. Hear, everyone hear me out. Uh, this is what I'll say about this movie. When this movie started, I mean, the first scene was cool, but, like, the first hour, I want to say, of this movie felt so long to me. I was just like, what is happening? I was so confused by so many things. I didn't understand the stakes. I didn't understand who people were, like, why it mattered. It just felt like a television show. I was watching it, and it felt like a television show. And I was like, why does this feel like a TV show? Like, there are these scenes that are disjointed and they're not connecting. And, like, we don't have that much time. Like, this is a movie. And it was so weird. It was so weird. And, like, honestly, halfway through, I was, like, thinking about texting you guys. Like, let's not do this movie. Like, are you serious? Yeah, I was like, it's so bad. It's just dumb. And it, it's, it doesn't no. – it feels so pointless. And then – because there was that one scene with uh, Ashton Sanders – a.k.a. Chiron. There was that one scene with him and Denzel. There was, like, the first scene with him, and I was like, oh, I like him. I was like, I like this scene. I like this character. I wish this character had more to do with the movie and wasn't just some random character. And then all of a sudden, in the second half of the movie, they start concentrating on that relationship. And when they start concentrating on that relationship, I was immediately hooked in, and the final action set piece is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love 
Yeah, a shootout in a hurricane is amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. And also, like the scene with the with the guys, the burglars in the home where where Ashton Sanders is there and he's like hiding. Like oh, yeah. that was a tense scene. Like I was legitimately afraid, and I thought he could die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I did think he could die for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. For so, sure. um. I, the second half of this movie, like, honestly, I can't, it made me go, man, I like this movie. I just thought it could have been a lot better than it than it was as a whole. It still, for me, was good, but I just thought it could have actually been really great. Well, you think it would have been more, anything would have been better if they just focused on Ashton the whole time? Yeah, just ha- had it more cohesive because, like, look, the old man, like, I get it, but it was just, like, there were too many little other storylines that I was just like, I don't care because you have... The main woman who who's supposed to set him off on the rampage at first, yeah. you got his relationship with his old partner, you got his relationship with this old man and Sh- and Shiram, Shiram, and, and then like these little stories, like the one in the beginning and then the one with this girl who got raped, and like I was just like, there's there's just like a little bit too much happening. Really, for me. I I go, no no sorry. okay, but that's how I felt. Okay, I, no. I just kind of was just like I was really. I, and at the end of the day, it was still good, and I I just thought the movie probably could have been like maybe like twenty minutes shorter and a little bit more cohesive. Uh, but I did like it. I liked this movie. The end really sold me. Like, really sold me. Even though there are certain parts of the f- scene, there are certain scenes I have to point out and laugh at because they were absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but that's part of the fun of these kinds of movies. So that that's that. Yeah, there we go. That's my little soliloquy james yeah i am um, so i don't quite remember the first equalizer um also like uh i can't quite remember everything that happened in it but i do remember that like i thought it was okay like i didn't love the first equalizer um i remember feeling like man like i kind of don't get like who he is or like why he's able to do like any of the stuff that he can do like who even is this guy <laughs> Um, and I think that that's intentional. Like, I think they like intentionally have like an air of mystery to who he is in that one. I liked this one better. I think this one is better than the first Equalizer. But mm-hmm. for all the people that are saying, mm-hmm. for all the people that are saying we need to review the first Purge, I need you to know that I had <laughs> trouble with every single time an arm broke, every single time I saw <laughs> blood in this movie. I I don't think that I'm I didn't think that I was this person and I don't think that I've I was always this person but I was like having trouble watching every single one of the fight scenes because mm-hmm. I'm like oh, ooh I was like just very oh no <laughs> like that was me the whole movie oh but no <laughs> like nah man it was brutal break every single break. Um, but I do think that like, and I and I agree, Bray. The first half I was like, okay, what's happening? It's hard to keep everything in in track but like i do think that this was definitely more a complete story and and i thought we had a better window into who the equalizer was in this movie so it made it just made more sense and i think i liked it better because of that um what else do i want to say before we get into it that hurricane that stuff was awesome <laughs> um oh, yeah we still sure. don't know the clock deal right like we still don't know why he has that oh yeah watch or did they explain <laughs> zero the first one i have oh, i have yeah, no okay. I, I have no clue what any of that meant also i will say it, this it, i i think in the first i think this movie just introduced the and now that it, i now that i know that it's a television show it has to be connected to the television show and it makes so much more sense 
but they were yeah. they were like talking about things like they happened in the first movie and there's no way they did. We never saw the partner in the first movie. We never heard about him. No, I don't and we think never so. saw him. And this movie was like they had a scene where the partner's like, "I thought you were dead," and I was like, "Why are you say-? like?" There was just a way that it was done. <laughs> I was just like, "What's happening? Who are? It's so funny. Who are these right. people?" <laughs> it like it's so funny. But we knew the woman, right? The woman was in. Um, was she in the first one? The first movie, maybe right? she might have been, but. She wasn't like a significant character, you know what I mean? Like she might have right. been just she, so like we, yeah. It's so funny because this felt like the first movie to me. Like to me, like this, I don't remember what happened and how the first one ended, but this felt like the beginning of an equalizer story. Him, you know, because and I guess for me, I understand the things that John is saying, but to me, that just added to the character. We saw him saving a little girl. We saw him like doing his day to day life. We saw him, like, him hang with his friend who was um, Melissa Leo. And then we saw him avenge a woman who was assaulted, which to me adds to his do-gooder um, process. And then we hear about his, his, his past life as like, you know, a guy who used to do a lot of bad things for the government. So that, to me, all that stuff, it all added to this big climax. Uh, but it felt like, I don't know if any of this connected to the first one because this felt like the first movie. Like to me... We saw snippets of who he is now. <laughs> right. We heard about his past, and we saw how his past came to haunt him, technically. Right? With, like, him having to fight the... Right, yeah. So, I mean, you're this, right. I mean, you're this, actually right. Yeah. This felt like These a first movie. This is think... more of a first movie than the first one. And again, like... This is why I think it's better than the, first, than the first one. Like, the first one is, like, it implies that we... It implies that the audience knows what the equalizer is, and, like, like he just shows up, and he, like, just starts kicking ass, and he has the clock, and you're like, What? Like you have no idea what's what's going on. Well, none of that one, stuff like, is is explained in this either. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. like there's a weird yeah, like yeah, he does it, the clock, but we have zero clue what it means. Right, but because of the, but I think, but what I think is helpful about this one is like because the everything ends up being connected to his history, like it all ends up being connected to, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, organization they work for, et cetera, et cetera, because like because the beginning and end all lead to that, and like the turns all have to do with whatever it is that that company was or meant to them before the movies even started. Like that's what that's what for me made it feel like uh, a more complete movie. I'll say this also too, like in terms of the the. Um, uh, like Didzel uh, doing the action and being a badass. Like the scenes were all really cool. I also think that they could have definitely done more of them. Like uh, this feels like 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 the first Taken is like so fun. The first John Wick is so fun. But then both of their sequels, even though John Wick Two is dope, but both of their first sequels, it's like they slow down for whatever reason. Like they deliberately slow down, I guess, to try to tell more story. Uh, but it's like, don't do that. Just do that thing that we, <laughs> we like, love. just keep doing that thing that we really like. We want to see more uh, fights. We want to see you home alone, some people in a hurricane, like do like which he did. <laughs> um, uh, uh, like, he does you know, a little like, bit. I think do yeah. more of that. Right. Um, I hear what you're saying. I there. I I I think what you're saying is like has a lot of merit to it. I don't know if I completely agree. With, I guess I'll defend like the first equalizer just a little bit. I did think there even I I thought part of the what was cool about the first 
Equalizer was the mystery of it because it was one of the and it, and it happens a little bit in this movie with the scene where he like shows up at like the gangbangers like apartment where they're just like who is this dude that's the and only like, scene I don't like in this movie oh really okay we get there but like that that was like that was the first um movie for like that scene like shows like what what the first movie was was like you know you don't the audience i mean i I guess if you knew it was a tv show you knew but like me like coming into it you don't know who this guy is and you know you're about to maybe see an action movie of some sorts but you're like who is this guy what is his deal like and it's just like kind of this weird mystery of like all of a sudden he's just like killing people you're like wait a minute like it's not just some guy who's just like trying to help a girl it's like some dude who like has all of this like combat training or whatever. But that being said, I the relationship between Denzel and Ashton in this movie is so strong. And some of those scenes and it, it almost jarringly so were so good that that for me was like that's what I loved about this movie the most. The other stuff uh it's fun but like I don't I don't necessarily care as much about Denzel just being just like some guy who's just like hunting down random bad guys um and helping people out. Like it's cool but there's him having the personal relationship mm-hmm. and like really trying to help an individual that to me was that's what I really I don't know. That's what I really like kind of was drawn to. Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by Better Help. Guys, oh, man, you know, I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have. But it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate <laughs> when you're not I, working. It's too much. It's too much. It's heavy. You know, I got the I got the shakes um, and, you know, the, the heart palpitations, all of it. I, I agree. I will say I've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009. And I, what are we in April? Uh, soon to be May. And mm-hmm. I have not had a paycheck all of 2024. Uh, so this is the most stress I've ever had. My parents may need to get an aid. And I'm like, where, wh- who's coming to save the day? So stress is high. Anxiety yeah. is high. And, you know, sometimes... To talk about this stress, therapy can be a safe space. Like, get that stuff off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, you know, instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside. I know therapy has helped me. I kind of, I almost look at it as like check in. Like, sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say, sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super, super helpful. Yeah, I appreciate getting the the tools to like kind of understand. My, the mechanism of how I'm of how I'm behaving, you know, and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use BetterHelp and Timothy, black male therapist, saves the day because he gets it, man. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, bro. For sometimes it's just thirty minutes of just me rambling, and I'm like, oh, you didn't even say hello yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, keep going. I'm like, thank you. Yes. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient and flexible, it's suited to your schedule, which is absolutely uh, essential these days. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want, switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com jump today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jump. You gotta jump to get that better help. Better help. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. No, I mean, I love, I, I guess for me it's interesting because I just Google how old Denzel is, and he's 63. Yeah. So... It's so interesting because Denzel now, yes, he is a fine actor, but now when we watch a Denzel movie, we're watching Denzel. Yeah. You know, just kind of be Denzel. Like right. He has certain faces in this. Like, his, <laughs> like when he looks at people and he's taking in information, he does, like, uh, was it the upside? Like, his lips form into, like, a, a weird, like, upside-down smile, and it's just permanent. Yeah, it's like a dead face. It, like it is a, super dead, but it's so Denzel-y that you look for. Oh, when he laughs, like, <laughs> like you know, he does the Denzel. That thing. is what, uh, him being happy in this movie, I was like, this isn't the same character that you were playing No, <laughs> but, but, but it, it, it feels like a reboot. Like, this feels like, yo, there were things we didn't like um, that we did in the first one. This is our chance to fix it. Right. And that, it, like, to me, it feels like you don't need to see the Equalizer to see this one. Definitely don't. It's like, it's just, In fact, I saw it with Frimmy, and he never saw. He didn't see the first one. I mean, is this no? And he would. There were certain parts where he came, he was like, "Oh, is this from this person from the first movie?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> well, I'm looking at I'm looking up right now. I was like, um, "I'm just as confused as you are." Melissa Leo and, but and, she and is. Bill Pullman were definitely in the first. Oh, one. Oh, is Bill Pullman in the first? I'm, one? Re- I'm reading that. I'm reading I right now. It says he's in yeah, it. yeah. They were both. Bill Pullman was also in the first one. I remember the woman, oh but I don't God, remember. I, I don't remember him. I don't I remember Melissa Leo, but I don't remember uh, Bill Pullman in the first one. But I thought he was great in this one. I remember Melissa Leo in the first one, definitely. I so don't remember Bill Pullman in the first one that when he showed up in this movie, I literally went, why is Bill Pullman in this movie? Really? It felt so <laughs> random. It was just like, Bill Pullman? Like, are you like the star of Independence Day is just a... Oh, like somebody's husband, like a bit part in this movie. It's so funny. It felt so random. He was like, in my mind, he's like way too famous to be playing this kind of role. But uh, I like appreciated him. it. It's so funny because every time I see him, <laughs> I only think of Independence Day, and I came out in '96, bro. Yeah. Every time I see him, like, oh man, the president. Legit. I was yeah. with my friend. And I was Independence like, hey, Day resurgence. I 
I whispered, and that was a super asshole move. And you know what? I need to stop. I now realize you guys are right. I need to stop calling people <laughs> by the character names. I literally turned to my friend and go, that's the president. He saved us. I literally go, he saved us from aliens. And it's it was such fine a to natural. say it to other people. It's <laughs> messed up to say it to the person's fate. Like, hey, hit girl. Like, you <laughs> Yo, are that guy. <laughs> it was hit girl, man. Yo, if you walked it's into like, a bar. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Yo, if you walked Hello. into a bar. And first off, I guess this hit girl came out, she was 14, and she's 16, and you see her, like, drinking alcohol. I'm like, oh, shit, hit girl's, like, at the bar party. It was a shot. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. But this movie, okay, let's talk about Denzel so, yeah. for a little bit. Let, okay. I know, <laughs> hit me up. Haven't we No, no, I went just, just career-wise, because he had a movie last year, Roman Israel, that we reviewed, which to me oh, was, so was one of my favorite. To date, like I, I've thought about it, it's probably one of my favorite Denzel performances. It might be his best. It, I think it is his best, man. I think it is his best. Like Which one? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. It. Roman J. Ro- Israel. Roman J. Israel. Fire. Because it's so oh, out of yeah. character. Oh, he's, of course. He's vulnerable. He's he he he's he's not an alpha. And the thing is, he had one scene, and again, I bring this scene up all the mm-hmm. time. Is when he's explaining why he needs the job, but he's kind of prideful. But he's sad. But then, dude, like him crying just casually, and then trying to clean himself up again. It's just a beautiful moment. And he was not... And, like, I love Denzel, and Denzel can always do Denzel, and I don't give a crap. Like, it's great. I will watch it all the time. But in Roman J. Israel, he got rid of his Denzel mannerisms and was able to play that... And that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll talk about it in this movie. We're like, in this movie, there were certain scenes where I was just like, he's just being Denzel. Like, he's like, this is Denzel with a friend. And then this is Denzel serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where I was just like, the, the character didn't really feel like exactly the same throughout the whole movie. Like, it just like, there were just things that just felt inconsistent to me. Whereas Roman J. Israel Square, I was like, oh, that was a consistent character. Mm-hmm. That was a new person. Like, that was not Denzel Washington. I mean, and, and it was cool. And I only bring that up because I love seeing that he could do that movie. But then come like this year and do an action movie. Right. Like I'm talking about a straight up action movie. And then soon, I guess his series or his HBO film, whatever. Like he's doing all the movies, um, like based on plays. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so great. It's just to see a guy like that, a black dude, have a career like that is so insane. Yeah. Because uh, I think maybe it was a vulture or somebody listed all of his movies in a row and how he felt about them. And when he first started, he did all these kind of weird. Like he did like a weird comedy where like he's a black kid and his dad is super white. Hmm. C- Carbon copy, T- terrible movie, right? right. He admits it was terrible. A soldier uh, story, which uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, our Twitter, there's we have one Twitter fan who just constantly tweets at us and says, "What do a soldier story?" Have we not done that one? No. Oh man, I mean, it's I mean, if you can see, like I found recently, uh, there's footage of him at the Negro Ensemble and it's footage of him doing the play. And it's just, because what people don't realize is he did the play, and then right after he left, Sam Jackson did it. So it was like mm-hmm. this, this road I was passed down from like, to like great actor mm-hmm. to great actor. It was crazy. Uh, but to see a dude who, to do a character like that, and then come and do this movie, and also, again, except for that last fight scene, these are wide shots, bro. Like this is, I mean, even if he had a double, which I'm pretty sure he did, like he had to do a good portion of this, and this is a 60-something-year-old man. Mm-hmm. You know, like how crazy that, and for him to not have done these action movies until he was in his 50s, like he was like, you know what, I want to have fun. Like I want to be a badass, you know? <laughs> like it's so cool to see my man Denzel be Denzel. The only mm-hmm. thing that bothers me a little bit about these movies, though, is that he keeps, even though he comes to save Chiron, 
he's saving a lot of white women in this in these movies. <laughs> like for real. Like my man in the first one, man on fire. He gets out of the game yeah. to save like uh the little white girl. Like, um sorry, what's her name? She's a famous actress. I don't know why I called her a little white girl. Uh, but she was a kid then. Um Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Saves Dakota Fanning, right? Who was the daughter of a white mom, but then a Mexican dad, but yeah, she was just straight up white. But that then wasn't the Mexican dad the evil dude? He wasn't, he, like, he, yes, he's the one who caused her to get kidnapped. Right. But it was like um, Jennifer Lopez's old husband. That dude is straight up Latin. Anyway. Yeah. And then I'm looking at this, I'm looking at, you know, this movie, and it starts again kind of the same situation as like the person of color, dad, the mom was white, but the daughters are straight up white. I'm like, why does he keep saying these little white girls? Whatever. That's not a problem. It's just like, what? Well, but the, but I what will the hell? say for this one, for this for this movie, though, I think more so than the last one, they were like, just so y'all know, the Equalizer black. Like, <laughs> his yeah. relationship That's his true. relationship with Chiron was like so charged, uh, like just in, to- in talking about like, I mean, like they didn't talk about race, but the, you know, there's that there's that part where he's like, and it's not the white man. This, it's not that. It's like you know, like he's just he seems very invested in in that way. There's the part where he's like, uh, uh it's it, the code. The code is behind the book. It, it's native son. Like it's like okay, like. What? Like, oh yeah, my like, God! He sure gave him Tanahisi. My codes. man was yeah. black. <laughs> he get, he was like, "I'll deal if you read between the world and me." And also, like James is right. <laughs> yeah, <book>. right. <laughs> if you read between the world, I was like, I was like "Damn, wait. I've never." I, I was like, I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like like plug a book. The book <laughs> that yeah, like James just said, that the movie book, yeah, had plugged the, the book. Yeah, but it also plugged like Native Son. Maybe one of the blackest books of all time. Right. And that's the book he had to go find and remove to press the button. But you know how we were talking about with Sister Act and all these other movies where we see, if it's a comedy, we see the, the comedian at a younger age and like doing whatever. I am now curious as to know, is the reason he's, before he gets into the fights and everything else, he has to save these white people yeah, to make it feel like... Yeah, saves a white girl in the beginning of the movie. But, and, and that's the whole point of the other one. Is, do you, okay. And it's another one where it's a little white girl... With a white mom who's been taken by the minority dad. Was taken by a minority dad. No, this is my thing. This is my question. What the flip? This is my That's question. weird. This is my question. I don't think it's weird. Is that to get us to realize that this guy is a good guy because he's saving, like, for instance, I mean, the world we, li- right. the world we live in, right? The world we live in, yeah. even though we all know men are trash, the one thing you don't do, the one thing even a racist white guy will defend is a white woman, right? Mm-hmm. One of the big things, like, we, we could talk about the history of, like, you know, whistling, whatever. It's like, oh, we got to protect, protect the white woman, right? Is the reason that he has to protect these little white girls, blonde, always blonde, always small blonde white girls, to say that, oh, this black dude is one of the good dudes. Like, he is going, he's going against the grain. He's helping out this little white girl who's the most innocent, the most whatever possible thing you can be. If that would have been a little... Puerto Rican girl or a little black girl, mm-hmm. would that have been different? Would it felt would would it be would it be different? That's a good question. Because I'm thinking, think about it. If if on Man on Fire, for instance, mm-hmm. if it wasn't Dakota Fanning, say it was a young uh uh like um Yara, right? right. Who was just around the same age, would that be like would that feel different if he was saving like a young black girl? Yeah. You know, because like if that little black girl is crying for him in the middle of the street because she thinks he got shot and is dead, is that now different? I mean, it would be a black movie then. I, it's just, I didn't think about it until, like, because it has to be a reason in these movies, just like with right. the comedies. Which is kind of, uh, maybe, 
then maybe I respect this movie a little more that it, it like almost Trojan horse Chiron into the film. I do. I, I think it's because because it, he's not he's not in it for the first like forty minutes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> like it's and like he takes over, and then he takes over, and th- it, it was so jarring to me. But you're right. Maybe they're just setting up like because he saves. So he saves a little white girl from this guy in the beginning. You know, all these like Turkish dudes, and he kills all of them. Then he saves a white girl who, I mean, like, doesn't save her. She got raped. He brings her to the hospital and then goes back and, like, but he beats up. Beats them all up. Think, think about that scene. That scene stood out to me a lot because because they're all white except for the one dude the who one but black he's dude. the dude. But the black dude's the one who put her in the car. First. He is, and the thing is, that's the dude that everyone keeps making fun of because right. he's not like everyone else. But he, and this is the thing about that scene. Everyone else, and it's, it's so interesting because I think it says a lot. Um, they we we never officially find out what happened, sir. We what happened? Assume, who did what? And I the thing I love is he says. Um, release all the, I mean, delete all the footage or whatever right. that I, that you did. I'm happy we didn't see it, right? I'm happy yeah. we never saw it. But he brutally attacks these dudes, and he tells you, and, and he, he slits the dude's throat with the credit card. Yeah, yeah, and he like he doesn't even officially snap another one's neck, but he pops it, and I was like, and oh no, I, shit, it looked like he snapped. Yeah, that but dude's he pops neck. it, right. and like dude just drops. And the thing about that is, is it like to me that is another very black thing, where it's like you know what. I'm going to treat these corporate, evil-ass white dudes that think they're invincible right. worse. Technically, he beats them up worse. I mean, he kills other ones. But physically, <laughs> like, he, kills, he kills the Turkish dudes, but he but he's yo, breaks. That was so crazy. I was like, is he going to kill these people? <laughs> yo. I thought, well, here's the thing. Fermin and I were trying to discuss afterwards whether or not any of those people probably died. We were like... I don't know. That one dude who he like he did the neck that thing. He did the neck thing too. I was like, that looked like that dude's gonna die. Like I don't know how if he's not dead, he's paralyzed. Yeah, for he life. was still holding his neck. Yeah, we saw him <laughs> holding his neck after he did that. So it was like, okay, did he just like severely sprain it? But like it's like, no, this dude must be dead. Dude, he beat the hell out of those guys. <laughs> he slammed that guy's face into the thing twice. Yeah. And the thing about that is, is that one, I love because he was doing, again, to me, he was doing two things at once. He was defending and saying, yo, you don't treat women like this. And Denzel physically says, you do not treat women like this, which I he thought was really. He also said, there's no, I usually, I usually let people, like, try to make up for what they did, but not this time. Yeah, like, literally. No forgiveness. And he, ter- but I think it's, man, it's something very visual about him being in that expensive-ass hotel mm-hmm. with these Various white dudes who are still in their business attire, maybe no tie, but they, you still know they're corporate, they're young, they're douchey, and he beats them to a pulp very easily. Dog, right. so, my man literally, <laughs> there's literally one scene where the guy's like, come on. You can see the guy's a little nervous, but whatever, and he just breaks his leg. Like, just straight up breaks his dude's leg. And, he, you know, of course, he, he does break the, um, the black guy's finger, which honestly Hand, yeah. needs to happen. I mean, the guy, you know. He had to do it. He had to do it to the guy, too. For sure. But to me, like, but there's yeah. something very underlined about a lot of the things that's happened. And I'm looking at, like... And, of um, course, the whole, the, I mean, the whole, like, impetus for this movie, the, the starting point of this movie, I mean, not, it's not the starting point, but it's, like, the reason he's going after people is because uh, his um, friend, who's a white woman, older white woman, close friend, uh, gets killed. Yeah. So he's yep. avenging her honor too. Yep, yep. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I kind of really like this movie, man. I, I, I think it was cool. And then, like John touched on, the stuff with Sharon was so cool to me because 
this is my thing. Sharon was not an angelic black kid. He was a dude who was good at art, but he was mixed up in gangs because, like, again, like I know we see this in movies a lot and stuff, but, man, if you're from a certain area, that art shit is hope. Like, you're hopeful wishing, bro. Like, right. like you're, you're hoping this shit works out. But at the end of the day, it's like, he's like, this ain't going to help me feed and help my mom out. Right. And that's literally what it is. Not going to yeah. help me. And he says that mom. at that scene. He yeah. literally says it, which is real, bro. Like, I, like it, especially when you come from a single mom, I guess something's so different to that. If you're a single mom in the hood, you're looking at your mom work a bunch of hours. We never see her because we assume she's out working or mm-hmm. whatever she has to do just to keep this dude going straight. And so to me, that's how black kids or any brown kid, their dreams get shredded so quickly. It's like, I, I, I can't afford to dream. Like, that's the one thing I think about a lot of these kids who, whatever, are white, who can afford to take a risk. It's like, yeah, nigga, you can, yeah, you can go to spend a summer. You can take, you can take a year off of college to go abroad. Right. To go to New York. Because you can fall back. Even if your parents aren't giving you money, I'm pretty sure you can make it back home. Right. If you get stuck in Europe, your mom or your dad will send you money to bring your ass back to America. Man. Right. Like, right. something is like, we, like, we just in it trying to survive. Right. And the fact that Denzel didn't really preach to that kid and talk down to him, it was just so cool to see. I think, I think how he handled it was how I would like to see more. Just like I would like as a person of color to help out other little kids. Be yeah. like, yo, I ain't gonna preach to you, but yo, if you do this, I do that. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. you just come after school. Like that shit was so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Give him a project. The kid, was, yo, he was so proud of like the shit. Like, like oh man, you know we gonna we gonna Picasso this. Right. Like, that was the pride that you never see somebody incur. Like, yeah. To me, that was my favorite part. Just watching Hands Denzel down. sit on that chair. It was so great. He was sm- Denzel was smiling while this kid was just going on with these grandiose dreams and just, that shit is cool, man. And, and, and I mean, James, I want to hear your thoughts about this too, but uh, the. And, I, and we'll, let's talk about that scene actually with the, with the gangsters because. The scene after that was like a really intense scene, and it's it's a and some of the dialogue that James was saying about him, you know, Denzel being like, like you can walk away from this, like like you still have like a choice, basically, mm-hmm. and, and like saying like you know don't blame it on don't blame it on this, don't blame it on that, you know, like like this is you, and, and there there is I there is something about that, that I do you still really respect because. It's not that he he doesn't deny the harsh realities that this dude that this kid has to face, right? Like he's not he knows, which is why he goes to that, which is why he's like, I'm gonna go like when he knows that this guy's like with the with the with the gang, he's like, I'm gonna go there and like rescue and like get him out of there and like let these people know who I am so they don't yeah. mess with him. You know what I mean? Like so he is providing that protection, like he's helping. He's not just there like, you know, just do it yourself and like whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes the people are just like, well, if you would just make the right choices and they're not acknowledging how hard yes. and difficult it is to make those choices. Yes. But at the Yuck. same time, he's still saying like, that being said, like, dude, like you still have, like, you still need to want this. Like, and it's tough. I'm here to help you. I'm going to help you. You know, I know it's tough, but like, but like, I need you to take this seriously. Take the opportunity that I'm giving you seriously, um, and don't get kind of swallowed up in uh, self pity, which is hard to do when you have a reason to have self pity. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you feel like the world does, you feel like there's yeah. no way for you to make it just to a level playing field. Right. And and then he also, like, there's, like, a black couple <laughs> sitting next to me. And, like, it was, like, this black couple, like, me and Frimmy in this movie theater. And when Denzel, like, took that kid, like, he, like, took him by the, like, uh, uh. like he took his head by his arm. And, and he was just, like, he was, like, he was, like, just yelling in his face, like, this is what you want? You want this? Oh, you scared of me now? Like, I got tricked. Like, this is what this is. And I was Yo. just like, we were all like, damn. Yeah, it was intense. Because he switched out of nowhere, bro. I know. Like, is this what you, you want? S- you see fear? Yeah. You, see, you a killer now? You a killer? Right. Yo, and also, could you imagine, like, side note, could you imagine being able to act in a That's what like I was thinking about the whole time. I was just I was like, like, this is God. so nerve-wracking. And he did a great job. Could you? Im- I mean, I know, but could you imagine, like, Literally every scene that uh, Sharon had was with Denzel at different different levels of Denzeliness. It's the, right. the I'm happy, proud of you, Denzel. Right. I'm giving you the speech, Denzel, and I'm checking you, Denzel, and yeah. I'm saving your life, Denzel. Yeah. Oh my dude, that scene where him and Denzel and he's like, "Yo, man, I don't know if I want this. What did you just do?" And he's stepping to him. Um, and you know what it is? Let me tell you what's so cool about this is that he was in the scene with Denzel. And Denzel had the power in the scene, but he didn't necessarily lose that scene at all because when he first takes a step to Denzel, he stands there. Like, he, right. like no matter what, he stands. Like, Denzel has to come to him, and Denzel, yeah, physically moves him around, but my man is toe-to-toe with Denzel. That shit is so wild, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, only thing I didn't like about this scene, about this movie, was the scene with the, the drug dealers. And, again, I understand that they didn't have enough time to... Uh, address it because again it was a lot happening in this movie like john said but to me this kind of like i'm happy it was there but maybe we should have left something else out to make time for him dealing with this because you're not about to just go you literally went up into the gang for sure like i was like there's zero repercussions for this none (laughs) like none (laughs) like he knows like they know where he lives like they could find out where denzel lives like there was it was Nothing. there was zero follow up to that, and that is one of the times where I was just like, oh, guys, like we could have dealt with this if you had left more time for this stuff in the movie, but you know we were yeah, yeah. so and then and because of that, I think I had a problem with the scene as a whole because like we've already kind of t- touched on it a little bit, but like for him to. For them to sort of graze by, like, tough it out, be a better person, it's not about the white man, and then also to not have the gang come back in any way, mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, that's all you need is a pep talk, and then you're fine. Like, like that's almost the message of that part of the movie, which is so not true. Like, that's yeah. such a heavy thing. There's so many layers to to it. I mean, I appreciated it, like, and I appreciated what they were going for with it. But it was like that's so huge, and now there are so many white people that are like, "Yep, it's not about the white man. Black people have to be." Better. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I know because I saw the Equalizer too. Wow, you I know what I mean? Not. Like for sure, <laughs> like, but yeah. Oh God, I hope that's not true. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that is a that is a possibility. Like, and oh that's my a God, thing. I hope that's not true. Because here, and I'll just say this. I mean, we've been skipping around. Uh, we also forgot to say that this podcast is only spoilers. But by the time you're listening to this now, you oh, already we've know that. definitely spoiled. But it. like we, but like so, 
there's this whole plot line with this old man who he's driving. Like he's a, first of all, it's hilarious that he's a Lyft driver because he uses his Lyft driving to help rescue people, which I think is kind of cool. Which is cool. Like I like the idea of it, but there are zero. There is zero police presence in this movie, and zero repercussions for anything that Denzel and it does. And I don't understand it because it's not like he's doing it very secretively. <laughs> It ain't about that. It ain't it's about like, that. It's yeah. like yeah, he that went was so crazy. <laughs> it ain't like, about that. He like literally goes to the apartment. Like like a doorman sees him. This is a fancy building. Like there are cameras everywhere. Everybody knows who this dude is. He goes into this dude's room, these people's room, and like like literally breaks people's fingers, breaks their about. necks, slits people's throats with a credit what, card, what about, and then leaves, and nobody follows up with that. <laughs> Brett, Brett, like, listen, ma- listen. I mean, and and he's directly tied. He's directly tied to it because of the lift, right? That's what like, I'm saying. Like, like they know his like, number. They know what he looks like. They, like, you know, what? like he's still the lift driver. Like, <laughs> after it's over, I think there's something about the fact that he gives him the fact that the guy gives him five stars. It's like I think the idea that was hilarious. I think the idea of that and the gang scene is that we're supposed to be so scared of him, or the people in this world are so scared of right. him that they will they just refuse to follow up in any right, other way. Right, right, right. They don't know what he's gonna do. Right. They don't know what he's gonna do if they don't. You know, which or, is if, the, they, if they if they did. Because like even at the end, like even the end of the movie, I was like, <laughs> wait, when people get back to this town, yo, are they not gonna be like? Oh yeah, remember that one black dude who came back here? Yeah, had a police badge, and there are bodies in this. Literally bodies, like fucked up bodies. And he blew up a house. Like, yo, <laughs> there's one scene. There's zero repercussions. When Denzel stabs that one dude up, I'm like, Cook. oh yo, man, he stabbed him so many times. Denzel had moves in this movie that afterwards I was like, damn, like legit. <laughs> Some of the scenes in this was so brutal. I was like, ah, ah, ah. dude. Right. I, I know. We, yeah, like Johnson, we keep skipping around. But the one thing I did like, what's this guy's name? He's not Pablo Escobar, but he popped up. He's in. Uh, he's good. He was in, in uh, um, Game of Thrones. Oh, was he? Wasn't he? He was. I don't know his character, so I'm not going to spoil it. But I know he was in Game of Thrones. But I know him from um, um, that Netflix series. Uh shoot. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one about Pablo Escobar or yeah, Turo's like in it now? Pedro pa- Pedro no. Pascal is the actor's name. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Like he he was in uh what's the name of this show? Oh, he's uh, also in Kingsman. Yeah, he was in he plays honestly the exact same character in Kingsman. Spoiler. Um he's also in Wonder Woman. <laughs> Narcos. Narcos. I knew him from Narcos. Um which uh, okay. Yeah, I know him from Narcos. He's also in The Great Wall. Yeah. He plays the sidekick of Matt Damon, which sucks. Uh, which sucks. But I know him the most from Game of Thrones because his character in Game of Thrones is amazing. He's the one who gave everybody hope or something, right? Like, whatever. I don't want to spoil it. I don't know. I, don't, I remember hearing of his particular character and then what happens to his character. Well, now you spoiled it. What? You don't know. I could have said he became king. See? You don't know. You just know what happens. <laughs> no, but the thing I like about this guy, though, is I do like that it showed this character, which from the very beginning, it sucks, because I know he's not white, but he's very fair-skinned. And he shows up, and the friend I was with was like, is he the bad guy? I was like, you know what? 
He's a very he's trusting Spanish, white guy. Isn't he? he is. Like he's just he just is very fair skinned. Um, so I know people normally he thinks he is white, but he's just he's not even a little bit. Uh-huh. Oh, he, yeah, he's Chilean. Actually. Yeah, he's not in any way. Yeah, but the moment he shows up on screen, he looks Latinx to me. He does, he yeah. does, but he's very fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, goes, he's a fair skinned. Yeah, Latino. my friend goes, <laughs> I seen Rush Hour too. Never trust the white man. And I was like, yeah, he probably is. Good. Literally, I was like, he's probably going to be the bad guy. But I was like, but you know what? He's not white, so right. at least he's like a person of color. <laughs> right. Uh, instantly, I knew it's this funny. Guy. Like I thought he was the bad guy for a long time, and then when he kept not being it, I was like, "Oh, maybe he isn't." Instantly, like just because the movie was taking so long <laughs> to get to yeah, the main, I think point. I went back and forth too. Bro, yeah. I knew. I was like, <laughs> the moment this dude showed you up, just knew. You never had a moment where you Bruh. were like, "No, I guess not," nope. because the movie's just nope. meandering. <laughs> at no, at no point, because you know what it was. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Because one, he's too famous. Like, he's too famous to have just been, like, a random dude. Um, right, but he wasn't. He was, like, his ex-partner. Wait, this, is my, this is my thing about okay. that. My thing was, like, all right, Denzel clearly is much older than this dude, mm-hmm. right? Like, ex-partner. And also, let me tell you the thing about it is, is that watching the movie, I knew, <laughs> I knew the moment he showed up on Melissa Leo's screen, he was bad. So I was like, you know what? This dude's too goddamn nice. For sure. First. Like, something's weird about him. When I thought he was going to kill Melissa Leo. I did, too, which he technically did. You're right, he did. He did. He's but we only, didn't see it. Yeah, we didn't at, see it. Because at first I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't, oh, I guess maybe it wasn't. Or I was like, oh, maybe he set her up. But then like, but then like when he comes to Denzel and he's like, I'll give you anything you want and like give all this information, I was like, oh, I guess he's not. My only problem is, is I still don't understand how Denzel figured it out. It doesn't make any sense. Like Denzel just like, he's at the house and then he just calls. Also, let me tell you something right now. I'm just, a, I'm just, I, I like the Eagleizer too. I already said this. Denzel had, first of all, Melissa Leo had zero leads. I don't know why they killed her. Why did they go after her? She had nothing. She, he literally says, like, she was going to figure it out. And I was like, how? You were in the room with her, and she had no idea what was happening. <laughs> she had zero clue why this dude was dead, like, why this dude got killed. You know what I mean? Like, they, they didn't, they had no. They were no, tying up loose ends. They had Bray. no they evidence. There was ends. zero. No, they were creating loose ends. Loose ends, Bray. They were creating <laughs> loose ends. <laughs> That's what they were doing. They were cutting strings and creating loose ends. Like, they weren't tying up anything. She had no <laughs> idea about anything. There was zero evidence for anything. And then, it's like she just knew, she just knew that it felt fishy, but she didn't have any evidence. You know what I mean? And so then, they yeah. kill, so they kill her. Then he goes to Denzel and it, and he tells him, "I'll give you any information you want." Okay, I understand he's appeasing him or whatever. Even though he easily could have not given him that information, fine, I'll let that go. Why does he try to kill Denzel? Because if it wasn't for that, he would have again had zero evidence. Again, yeah. Yeah. Denzel like takes all the time, and then Denzel, Denzel goes, "Yeah, it was a setup, man. She was killed because." You know, this was intentional. But that's not anything. He doesn't know anything about anyone. He has no suspicions of anybody. Like, honestly, you're hey, right. Hey, man, loose <laughs> ends, bro. Honestly, no, he's not, no, even no, in, no, he's honestly. not even in Belgium. He's in America. No, honestly, John's right. <laughs> and, like, it's like they went to kill him. Why? Honestly, don't why would they take that risk? He's right. Honestly, they, listen. T- they tied up loose ends. That's what right. they said in the movie. They said it. They said loose ends fifteen times. That's how I know it was loose ends. <laughs> <laughs> they kept saying loose ends. I know it was. Loose. Yo, honestly, I was like, 
It was so crazy to me because, yeah, dude, I was like, what, what is happening? And so the only way he finds out is, like, somehow he, like, he gets that guy's phone. And I guess Pedro's phone number was in this guy's phone. Yeah. <laughs> Which also seems like this dude, they, they were so meticulous about this setup that they had two people kill Melissa Leo. Then they killed those two people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were that meticulous about it. And then why would he call the hitman? Why would he have one hitman go after Denzel when makes, he knows who Denzel is? Makes he no, knows who Denzel is. He no knows Denzel has been traveling the world just killing folk yeah. left and right. He was killing folk you with take Denzel. one person, just one random dude who looks like a bad guy. <laughs> Who looks Yo, like he a was man. a big dude though. That was a big dude, and he killed that dude with a car ride. <laughs> also, also, Yo, why did that, that big why that big dude ride. sit on the other side, man? Big dude sit behind Denzel, secretly come out, secretly have the knife, and just stab him through the the chair. Also, why did why you would stand? you sit behind him where he could see you? Also, that big ass motherfucker ain't wearing a suit. First off, you couldn't like you can't like for real, for real. If you're gonna do something, you're trying to surprise. Also, him. why you have a gun? Why don't you have a gun? Why you? He have did. A... He did. The gun came out second. I... He he had the gun the whole time. Do you not remember that? He pulled out the knife first. <laughs> he pulled out a knife first. A big ass knife, Bruh, You got well, the gun. Well, that was gun. the point, though. That was the point. He started with the knife. No. Why? He started James, with the knife. James. Why? You he got the gonna, gun. He was gonna. <laughs> I felt like I was watching Austin <laughs> Powers, where like Scotty's like, "Hey man, I got a gun. Let's just shoot him right now." <laughs> like, I, like, no man, like, like, you're like, I, listen, we can do it together. We can both pull the trigger. Let me oh just shoot my him right. God, no, do it together. You literally have a gun, but you brought the knife out first. You brought the knife after you're staring at him, <laughs> staring at him, sus- mad suspiciously. <laughs> also, first off, this big ass nigga ain't never wearing a suit like that. The whole time he got in the car, I'm like, oh yeah, you put a bad guy in a suit. Ain't even a, it's not even a poor ass looking suit. It's like a fancy suit. You can't get this motherfucker a TJ Maxx suit, like some shit. Show me he going for a job interview. Tell me my man is like, you know what? I just got out the joint. I'm trying to get a new job. Give me a backstory. My man is just silent in a tight ass suit. So ridiculous. Oh my gosh. These are con- they are all contract killers. Why didn't they just kill Denzel themselves? Or, or you know what? Sin, <laughs> sin, like, they, there were literally four of them, and they were all contract killers. Then they hire another killer with a phone I number. I like that. <laughs> I liked that because I liked that because it that showed how scary how how scared of him they were. Um, Maybe. I, and I and I and that did that did kind of fit for that did kind of. Uh, Stick out to me, particularly in the hurricane scene, because my man Pedro just stayed up on the. He went up. He was like, "Okay, I'm a post up here. Y'all can go down on the." Like, it felt like he picked the 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 most. He was like the most afraid and the farthest away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we never found out why those people, why that first couple died. Did we? It, uh, um. Because when we asked why, I think why, they were hired. They were, they were, they were hired. Just a piece of paper, a name on a paper. Yeah, I think I think because they're like mercenaries, so they were just hired to kill them. Right, but who were who? Were oh, those but that's the thing. So yeah, so they, but no, again, it was I, the guy. So oh, the did guy they, did, was there a reason? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the mercenaries they were hired to heal, hired to kill the guy. But what happened was the guy ended up being undercover for Melissa Leo's team. 
So basically, like, she was sent in, or her job was supposed to be, and so was But undercover for what? And that's the thing she said she didn't know. So, like, when they first show, when she's at home (laughs) and she's on Skype, they have the call, and he's like, oh, we didn't even know he was in. She's like, yeah, we didn't, but we got to go now and figure out what happened. Right. So her job was to figure it out, and the guy killed her, because I guess... She was whatever. Yeah. And it I, was very roundabout. It did, it did, like, it, and like, very roundabout. They, they kind of made it like, oh, this, it, none of this matters because what matters is, you know, uh, we just kill people for money. And, yeah. and he was trying to say, you know, this is what the, we were all, we were always doing this. It's just that now I get a bigger paycheck. And also, uh, he was like, "Yeah, we got a bigger paycheck." Which, uh, which was like a legit thing to say, by the way. Like <laughs> the conversations he was having with Denzel, of like being like, "You're not different than us." Like you, like we were doing the same thing. Well, he talks about as the veterans. And Denzel which was, was like, so no, dope. We're, "We were killing bat." He's like, "Says who?" I love. He that. literally says, "Says who?" And what he goes, "I into, love that," but then I hate it that they are zero. The movie didn't come back to that. Yeah, same here. Same here. Because. They had that conversation, which was really interesting. But then he kills that dude. That dude has a family and two kids who Denzel hugged. Oh, first off, that we was, never see that family off, again. First off, I want to talk about that was one of my favorite sequ- <laughs> That was my second favorite sequence. <laughs> I love that. Oh, but hold on, the conversation you're talking about, I think, is so cool mm-hmm. because I think and we that was really, at the house. That's out the house. At the house, and I think we only really talk about how veterans get treated when it comes to the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, and I know there's been movies about the Iraq War. That have come out, but I right. think you know maybe in the next ten years we will really see the extent of how those veterans are treated. But what he says to him is so real. He's like, "Yo, before you're you're working for the government, you're a part of this thing, and afterwards you can't even get health care." And that was one of the things that happened with the people from yeah. Vietnam. Like that's why you see in various places people were shipped off to different places. Like I, that is such that's a real so conversation. Veterans. Yeah, it's such a real conversation, man. But the thing I do love is that when everyone's outside, all the other assassins who were on Denzel's team, apparently, he's like, yeah. He's like, honestly, I don't. He literally goes, I don't care about any of that. He, he <laughs> says it straight up. And they, and they literally are trying to like, yo, right. you know, we had to like, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. What Chad did was, y'all messed up and killed my friend. So I'm going to kill all of y'all. The only thing that sucks is I can't do it twice. And then the family comes out. And yeah. he's like, hey, can I get a ride to hey, the can scene? can I get a ride? And he picks up. First off. This daughter does not know this dude. So the fact that the daughter skips over to him and he just picks her up, <laughs> like he made no sense. It makes no it sense. It was funny, yeah. It was so I, funny. And I just loved because like they, like the storm's coming and so like the skies are dark and all four of them are just standing there like mad stoic yeah. and he's just like smiling with this little girl walking away and they're just looking Happy. at him. I was like, all right, okay, I'm but, down with this setup. Like this guy Denzel yeah. versus, versus this four who like were on his team and but also what's so crazy is that. The lead back, I mean, he looks, Pedro looks scared. Like, to me, you know what it was? Yeah. He looked like a dude. And this thing, that I, John, you're right. I wish they would have gotten into this more. I, I definitely know he's a bad guy, but I think it was way more to talk about with how he feels like the government was treating him, right. how he felt like he had to do this. Right. And, like, he probably, even if he, he seemed like he had remorse about killing his friend. He even says at the dinner table, hey, man, it was going to happen anyway. Like, someone had to do it. Right. And I think it was something to this dude having a family, trying to provide for this family, and talking about healthcare and everything else. And you can see how sad he looked with Denzel literally right. saying, I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. He knows how good Denzel is. Yeah. And he's holding, he's in the car with his two kids and his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? How scary that shit is. Like, you're, the boogeyman yeah. is smiling at you who <laughs> told you he's going to kill you yeah. and he wants to do it too. Which times. is, which, which actually brings me to one of the first points you made when you said, uh, that 
you never felt like Denzel was going to lose. So mm-hmm. like some of like that tension was gone for you. Mm-hmm. For me, and, and in a lot of these movies, I'm actually rooting for the bad guy. And so I'm always tense because oh, really? I want the bad guy to win. I'm not always rooting for the bad guy, but I was rooting for Pedro at the end. And I was just like, how's he going to? And so like, it was like, it wasn't about, will Denzel get hurt? It was like, how will they stop Denzel from I, killing all of them? Yo, the thing is the most... And sometimes I like, and sometimes I don't. Like, the thing that I... The only thing that I didn't like about the end sequence was that I didn't understand why Chiron didn't get killed. Because I saw him, you know, he shoots at the thing, so he misses the shot. But then why does he stop shooting the car? No clue why he stops. But the thing, this is my thing about it. I don't think... And I think this is the fascinating part about the movie. I don't think Pedro's character, like, yes, he was a hired killer, but everything he talks about, he talks about he did it the first time for the state, thinking he was helping out his country. And the second time, it seemed like he was just doing it to provide for his family. He didn't seem like a cold-blooded... He well, To me, and it may be silly, but he didn't seem like a guy who just had fun in killing people. Right. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like a reluctant bad guy to me, which is why he just didn't kill that kid. Right. And I get that he needed him, but it's like he didn't want to. He's like, I don't, right. I don't want to eat... He seemed even at the time, I don't want to have to fight you, bro. Like, I don't want to do this. You are now right. trying to kill me. Like, to me, at the end of this movie, Denzel is not a bad guy. Straight up. Like, the guy says to him, like, man, I didn't want to. He literally pleads with him at a right. dinner table. Even outside, right. he pleads again, and Denzel goes, right. I don't care what you're talking Fremi, about. Fremi, when that guy dies, Fremi immediately was like, man, you got kids, though. <laughs> no. Because like, we, like, humanized with him a little bit. Because he... he there's two times where he talks about he doesn't want to do it. Like, he, right. I don't want to do this. Even, even when he's in Denzel's apartment and, like, um, Chiron's in there and he calls Denzel, he's not threatening him on the phone. Right. Denzel is threatening him. You know what I mean? Like, is, there are yeah. three times where Denzel is threatening to How kill How do you feel dude. about this, James? <laughs> I mean, I think I agree, and I think I, felt, I think I felt this at the end of the movie. I mean, I did, I mean... But I also don't know because I, I like I liked that he was um I I liked that he was kind of like just being the equalizer at the end, you know? Like just like like now nah, man, I gotta equalize. Something is unequal. It's uneven, <laughs> you know what I mean? You killed my friend. Something's unequal. And so now I gotta equalize I gotta equalize it, you know? Um it just sort of feels like you do something, I gotta I gotta do it. And you know what though? You know, it might even be that thing where, I mean, I don't, of course I don't know because they never explain anything that's really going on for the equalizer. But it might be something where he might feel like if he did something wrong, like if his little girls grow up to try to kill him, he would be like, yep, you got to equalize or something like that. Like he might be cool with that, you know, or, Which if, is, or if the wife That's like, like that Kill Bill, that first seed. Oh, yeah. With Uma Thurman. Yeah, and, like, um, like and, in Kill so, Bill when they're like, yeah. It was it was yeah. uh what was her name Vivica's daughter right yeah like you feel some type of way about this I'll be waiting that's great like how oh my god can we see a Kill Bill sequel with the like now a little black girl in there yeah kill yeah and kill and go after Uma Thurman absolutely I've got to kill, kill Beatrice yeah isn't that her name Beatrice or something yeah like? whatever her name is oh that's fire I love it um the other so there's two other things like so that. Final scene sequence was really cool. The the hurricane made it awesome. Like, just like this nice, and it was insane. Like it was scary. Like there was like these waves and, and like the wind gusts and all of this stuff. They couldn't see. It was dope. Uh, 
the only two things I have questions about were one, when that dude like throws in the flash grenade and then the house blows up. How, how did that happen? Oh, because Denzel. Because didn't he like cut something? At yeah, one wasn't point? that sugar? Well, no, I thought he cut something before that. I thought he cut like you know how they always do. I thought he cut like a, a gas, gas thing. thing. No, is that what happened? I mean, I mean, that's I what mean, I, didn't he, he? I thought I saw him like. What turn was something it? Up. What What did you say it was? I didn't hear. Well, I saw. I, like, I felt like I felt like when he first came in, he cut on something cut like a gas tube. Yeah. Maybe he turned. I felt like I saw him turn something on. Then he started cutting the. Oh the yeah, I thought it was just like flour or sugar. I was like, "What is happening?" Why well, is I definitely remember him doing that. But before he does that, I thought maybe not cutting. I remember him turning something on, right. and then grabbing a knife and right. like, you know, yeah. the whole oh the gas thing. First off, did that guy's insides get blown up? That shit was so graphic. What happened? Yeah, it's like his insides got blown out or something. Oh, I don't understand. How. That was graphic for no reason. It was weird. I didn't get it. it Ugh. I wanted the takedown of that guy to be a little bit better than it was. I mean, bro. That was kind of annoying to bro, me. Bro, when my man takes the knives to that dude on the wall outside, right before this dude gets blown yeah. up, my God. Also, I love that that dude was just like, he's like he's like hunting, and then he just keeps seeing the picture of the wife. And then finally, he just like, he's just like, all right, I'll look at one of these. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, he passes like four of them, and then... And then finally, he's like, all right, let me look at one. And the, immediately, the one that he looks like, Denzel, comes yo, out and just starts stabbing yo, Denzel. like seven, 17 times. But didn't he like, yo, man. Uh, and then the other thing that I have to say, I have to call this out. I've got to call it out. At the end, with Chiron, when he tells them to sit down and they're just staring at the hurricane. No. Yeah, bro. No. They evacuated that town. They evacuated the town. Your house is right next to the ocean. The waves are literally coming yeah. up and slamming the window. You don't just sit there and watch. Yeah, you drive the fuck out of it. <laughs> I like why I even go back in the house. Hated that so much. Like why I go back in the house? I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Is he trying to kill Sharon? Like also, he <laughs> he also said at some point. Like, Sharon's like, I got shot. Like, like he's just like, uh, the bullet went right through you. You're going to be fine. I wanted it. I wanted to actually be like, what the fuck? What the hell? I'm going to be fine? Like, nigga, I almost got killed tonight. I got, I got abducted, locked in a trunk, and then shot through the leg because of you. Like, who are you? How about, a, how about a, I'm sorry? Like, or explain to me who the fuck? He still doesn't explain who are you? I know, bro? so rude. I was like, no, you're so- no. This was the, this is the, no. This is the part at the end of Black Panther, right? When my man walks up and he's just like, "Yo, I got a, I got a jet that's invisible." Whoa, hey, you building a, a science center there? And then it's like beautiful, and then you get chills, and then and then Chiron's like, "Who are you?" You know what I mean? I combine I combine both of the movies, but that's that part. Like honestly, you're right. Two Chirons, and then all the stars plays. You know what I mean? And then you're all like, right. yeah. And then you hey, like feel it. You know? Hey, you know what, man? I thought that was dope. What? I feel like I don't even have anything dupe to say to Hollywood. I just want to say that I am appreciative mm-hmm. for the existence of Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington. I mean, the thing is, is like to see. Man, to see these two black dudes work together again. I think that's what their third movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, Training Day was the first, right? Yeah, talk to them. Uh, and it's just like, you know what, man? To see Denzel star in these movies and also kind of, of show these young black actors like how it gets done. Like even watching him in Fences, that kid who was in Fences is now one of the leads of uh, the Central Park Five coming out on Netflix, which 
I don't think I can stomach or watch. Um, yeah, I already saw the documentary. Yeah, I don't think I can stomach or watch it. But I can tell you one thing: we know who the bad guy is in that. Definitely Donald Trump, who took out an ad in the paper trying to kill, get those kids killed. Anywho, uh, <laughs> everything comes back to how much I hate Donald Trump. Um, uh, but it's so interesting because, like, yeah, man, Denzel kind of. There's a there's an interview with um, Chiron talking about what it was like to be mentored by Denzel on set and just hearing all the care and Denzel asked, answered every question. Denzel definitely like actually kind of coached him acting wise in scenes, like, but not in a way where he's telling him how to reline, but just like helping him, yo. What would help you get into this moment is maybe if you thought about something like this. Right. And to see like that kind of thing happen. And then now thinking about Antoine Fuqua, who made the sequel, both of these movies did well. Both of these are action movies, which kind of a traditional action movie normally doesn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. nowadays. It's like it just doesn't. And to see that they still can figure out how to do it is so cool. And I love that they're getting a chance to do it. I know Sony did this movie, right? Um yeah. so it's like, yeah, man, like just get he- more stuff like that. Like he directed the uh, the remake, the Magnificent Seven remake too. Did he? Uh, wait, let me go to IMDb. Yes, right. I think, I think so. so. I think so too. I think that was him. Um, also, IMDb put some respect on my man's name, and when I type in Antoine, he should be yeah, the first he, one up. Or he was the producer. Like he should he should be the no, first yeah. one up. All right, that's my point. Um, but yeah, man, it's yeah, just cool to see stuff like this, and I just hope that we will have more. Denzel's and Antoine's. Like, I'm pretty sure Ryan Coogler and Michael B would be one, but I just want to see more new cats, man. Like, I want some more new cats yeah. out here doing this. This is the thing. fourth. Is this the fourth movie they did together? Then, yeah, it's fourth. I'm just trying to see more. That's it. Uh, that's all. Like, I don't really have anything. I'm just happy. I'm just, I'm just really proud that this movie exists. It's like it's so cool to me. So, yeah. And Antoine Fuqua is kind of young, man. Yeah, he's good. This was good. At, uh, yeah, he's good at directing action. I thought The Magnificent Seven was fun. We direct, it was we, a fun uh, movie. We reviewed it. It was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked. I liked that. Yeah. All right, James. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, I was thinking about something while I was watching this. You know, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, You guys know the movie The Equalizer 2? What? What? You just... I'm not answering yeah, do you that. Ca- I'm not answering that. Do you guys know the movie The, the Equalizer 2? Yeah. I, I yes. assume Have you guys seen it? Rhetorical yes. question. Oh, you... Wait, you... Everyone has seen James! The Equalizer 2, right? James! No, I just wanted to make sure we've all, we've all seen it. Yes, we um, have. So, like... I realized something while I was watching it. I, I realized, because, like, Denzel, right, like, the whole time he's, like, fighting and he's, like, punching and kicking and he's, like, breaking arms and stuff. And he, like, basically, like, in a hurricane, without any gear, he doesn't have any gear, he, like, takes down all the guys. He doesn't have any gear. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, ridiculous. honestly, facts. Facts. And, and <laughs> you're right. we never, we don't see him get hurt. Or or anything like that, and so I realized he must be another Hancock. Wait, what? Another Hancock? Oh, God. Yeah, he's he's another Hancock. Like they thought they were the only ones left. They thought they were the only ones left. But he, James. But he must be, James. But he must be. This is half-assed. 
He must be another Hancock. Is that no, the name of the that. thing? Is that a movie or something? <laughs> like he must. Oh my God, he, John! Yeah, like he's right. in this capital A, another Hancock. Oh my God, in this, John, in this time for the cause, we rave his, his first name, you'd be like, you'd be like, you'd be ah, like hey, God. another. I feel like you need to stop, <laughs> stop this madness. And oh. then his last name, <laughs> James. I officially hate you. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we think the movie fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think, hey, this movie kind of helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think this movie didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. All right? Yeah. You guys ready? On the count of three, we're going to put our hands up. Hands up. One, two. Would you give it, James? Gave it a black fist? Yeah, we gave it a fist, too. Three black fists. Black fist. Black fist. I mean, it's pretty Hell simple. Yeah. It's a sequel. Denzel's doing franchises now. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Ashton Sanders, like, crushed it in this movie. And, I, and, it's, and, I, and it was really good to see him uh, in, in another significant role. And I hope that he gets to be in more films and, and hopefully his career just starts really popping off um, in, in a big way. Uh, and Antoine Fuqua is a great director and it's great to see him like making movies that I think, you know, make money. And, and so hopefully he gets more budgets and gets to put more people of color in his yeah, films, boy. including Black Man Can't Jump. Yeah, you heard, boy, it. you heard it. You heard it. Yeah. I'm just saying though, uh, I'm just saying if you need people. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I, um, I got time. Like to me, it's like I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a well done action movie. I personally felt there was a little nuances in that it was a black guy who directed it and a black guy who was starring in it. Like John said earlier, I love that Sharon kind of took over. Uh, I'm happy he wasn't just avenging Melissa. I mean, avenging Melissa Leo. I love that Sharon became an important guy, and you had these teachable moments and. They weren't preachy. It was just honestly cool to see a black dude kind of become one of those surrogate father figures for a kid who didn't have one. Um, that was cool, you know. And he kind of did the same thing in the first movie for Chloe Moret. So it's like it was cool to just see him do that for like a, a, a young black guy. And this movie made it had a bigger opening than people thought, so it made money. So it's going to look good for Antoine. It's going to look for good, good for Denzel. And I'm just I don't know, man. I just it, see it. I just want people to see it. See it. It's definitely action heavy, so check it out, man. Be ready for that. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a fist because um, everything that everybody just said. I mean, Denzel, Antoine Fuqua, uh, mashup, team up, um, doing the doing the dang thing. You know, seeing Denzel have these <laughs> actor what? moments. Seeing Denzel have these actor moments in this. Hardcore action movie, like he, like yo, just because it's an action movie, I'm not phoning in these scenes, son. I'm not phoning in these scenes, son. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, we about? Heard, we heard you say, yeah, then, we heard you say that part. What is happening? Yeah, we heard you. You, you say get, that you get it. And, yeah, yeah. And we then heard you. you know, and then, but it's not. It don't even stop there. It don't even stop there. We got. My man, Ashton Sanders, doing the actor thing 
He is working opposite Denzel Washington. My man is is acting, giving you acting scenes, right? He, he giving you scenes. James, are you drunk? You know what You're I'm talking struggling. about. And then, <laughs> like, are you drunk? And then, and then you know, and then. And then I also gave it a fist because, like, it was like, they were like, you know what? We're not going to forget that the Equalizer are black. We're going to make sure we got we got Ta-Nehisi Coates in here. You know what I'm talking about? We got Native Son, you know. We're going to have a big old picture of Frederick Douglass at the end of the movie. You know what I'm talking about. Then we're going to have a scene where we talk about, like, you know, like, the inner city and, like, working in gangs and how hard and tough shit is. We're not gonna do that so well, but we gonna but we gonna talk about it, you know. And because of that, gave this movie a fist. Thank you, James. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we got a bunch of new movies coming out. Uh, uh, oh wait, we got to plug stuff, right? Uh, yes. All the wonderful plug-in. We first of all, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you can rate and, and review our podcast on iTunes. If you leave us a five star rating, we'll re- read your review on the air. Um, you can um, uh, come and see Astronomy Club, which is the group we perform in uh, in New York City. Uh, now performing every uh, Monday, or well, pretty much every Monday except for the third Monday. Uh, third Mondays of the month um, at nine o'clock at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater East Village. So that next show will be August sixth, nine p.m. UCB East. Uh, so come out for that. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, you can follow me at John Braylock, J O N B R A Y L O C K. That's me, James. Yes. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three R D. Yep, and I'm draw on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Oh shoot, I had this thing all lined up and then it went away. Um, we did get a a five star review. Uh, it's really, really, it's really long. It's a it's a whole it's an essay that somebody wrote. Oh wow, that's uh, good. Because I'm like an essay feels like. Hey, I'm motherfuckers about to do this. You got to do that. Oh, and you over there. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. It's about The Rock. It's interesting. And maybe we can talk about it, actually. Oh, really? Is it crapping on The Rock at all? Or? Uh, a little bit, I think. I will <laughs> say that, let me tell you what's so interesting. Before I came here, I was watching mm-hmm. The Tooth Fairy. came out in 2010, The Rock movie. I remember The Tooth Fairy. His wife in that movie is Ashley Judd. Or the girl he's like, the woman he's in love with. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. think I only think about that because I read an interview recently where Denzel talks about why him and Julia Roberts did not. I, th- I always thought it was the studio who didn't want Julia Roberts and Denzel to have um, a sex scene in um, Pelican Brief because it was in the original. Yes, but come to find out, I think it was a little bit of them, but it was Denzel too. Denzel was saying this is one of his first big like studio pictures. What would his wife think if he was? Like having sex with a white woman on screen, like what would that do to her and like mm-hmm. black women in the community? It's like, damn, bro. Even back in what ninety three, you were thinking about how your actions affected black people. And and again, it's no no diss to the rock, right? I'm not dissing the rock, but it's just interesting hearing that black man say that back then. 
and then look, just looking at some of The Rock's movies, and then, because I think we've talked about it before, looking at The Rock's movies, looking at, when I see Jennifer Lopez, seeing who her leading actors, I mean, actors are, when I look at Zoe Saldana, her leading men, you know, it's just interesting who you see do movies with other people of color, you know, okay, okay, Danzelli, okay, Danzelli, Danzelli from the block, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, uh, I just, it's all just right. it's interesting. I'm gonna read that. I'm afraid of reading this review because I feel like it's gonna open the floodgates of people posting more reviews like this. Oh god. Oh, do I even want to hear this? Okay. Uh-oh. But I'll read I'm gonna Uh-oh. read I'm gonna read half of it. Is that is that okay? Because you'll see. All right. Love you all, great show, can't get enough, etc. etc. Okay, <laughs> first of all, the title of this is Sky skyscraper question mark question mark question mark love you all yes. great, great show. <laughs> can't get enough etc second my movie suggestions are the five heartbeats the temptations or why do fools fall in love oh, the temptations movie was a tv movie it was a mini it was a mini series yeah. okay guys we don't review television movies um why do fools fall in love could be good though for sure and yeah the five heartbeats we yeah okay and then in all caps will you please stop reviewing the rocks movies oh my god uh emoji with a gun to his face. <laughs> this is my favorite podcast. Oh no, why? <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to happen eventually. Um, oh my god. Uh, I love y'all a bunch, but when you've reviewed more or even the same amount, depends on if you count Antoine Fisher. Uh, I don't know why we wouldn't count Antoine Fisher. Uh uh, you reviewed more of the Rocks movies than Denzel's on a podcast about black men acting. I think it's time to take a step back and reevaluate. <laughs> it's not inspiring. Yeah, but but what this pro- wait? But can <laughs> wait, I actually uh, respond to this. Wait, but oh, let her let it let there's her finish. More. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, ins- I didn't realize that there was more. Oh, there's an. I told you there's an essay. It's not inspiring. It doesn't teach us anything new about acting, or let us hear you talk about new ideas or dissect acting choices. He is the same actor, and all of his movies are very similar and come out so quickly to one another that it limits the content of your episodes because you've already talked about him so much, and the plots of his films aren't that deep, so there's barely anything to add to the convo about him. Uh, I understand that you want to review popular films because it adds traffic, but the movie about the tall building isn't even doing that good. About the tall building? Maybe his next one... But can we have a Damn. break? Why dedicate eight episodes to him? If this is going to turn into The Rock is the greatest actor of all time, period, let me know so I can pack up my subscription to this free podcast <laughs> and go. <laughs> LOL, just kidding. I would never. I'm going yeah. to keep listening, yeah. but with an attitude. Honestly, the shade, the shadiness <laughs> of this, the shadiness yeah. of this post. All right. Now you can respond, James. Wow. Well, no, she's not wrong, and she actually w- talked about the thing I was going to ask about. Right, that's uh, what I thought. Next, which is like she just ha- she just is like I don't care that he's popular. <laughs> bad. <laughs> I, look, I mean, so I mean, here's my thing about it. This is what I'll say, uh, and I mean, it's if we're saying if we're saying the same thing over and over with the Rock's movies, that's like kind of on us to you know first of all make an entertaining podcast, but also you know, to 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 figure out new things to say, and, yeah. and maybe that's maybe we're not doing a good job of that. But I will say, it is. I do still think it's important to talk about the movies that people are seeing. And yes, Skyscraper is not. Well, first of all, we didn't review it this week. Uh, we've decided to review The Equalizer two instead. So there you go. You know, this person will be 
listening to this podcast. And so definitely be listening to this right now and be very happy. Um, but that we did a Denzel movie over the Rocks movie. And Denzel's movie beat the Rocks movie. I mean, Denzel's movie opened number one in America and Skyscraper didn't. Um, but it is doing well worldwide. He is an international star. He is the biggest uh, box office draw yeah. of 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 m- most actors in Hollywood. And, you know, even though a lot of his films can be labeled as generic and dumb and people-pleasing, I do th- still think there's something to be said about those types of movies. Um, you know, and yes, and you also obviously know that it, it does drive traffic, but it's like, it, look, the fact of the matter is there are movies that are coming out now, and I think we're trying to prioritize new movies over yeah. older movies. Uh, Denzel's movies, we're getting... I mean, we, we, we have reviewed a lot of Denzel's movies, and The Rock just has happened since this podcast started. has been in so many. <laughs> like, that's what you know, which is what she said. Uh, like, Baywatch, you know, Jumanji... Uh, rampage. He's just he just He's keeps that dude. He just know, puts them out. He puts them out. So, uh, but yeah, I mean we're uh, and we did review a couple of older ones too. Uh, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say about it. Uh, it's we hear you. We hear you. Uh, you don't have to listen to every episode. <laughs> I love your life. You don't if have to listen don't, to the rock. You don't want. Uh, and yeah, we're gonna keep reviewing Denzel's movies, but there is a podcast called Denzel's Washington's the Greatest Actor of All Time. Period. I know it's 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 no longer up and running, but they have reviewed all of Denzel's movies, so it's we don't necessarily feel a pressure to go back and review his whole filmography. Uh, uh, but you know, eventually we will continue to get more and more of his his, his movies. Uh, and some people like The Rock, you know, like. We like The Rock. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, but he is an actor that's very bankable and people are watching. So um, anyway, that's it. That's that. But thank you. Thank you for leaving a five-star review. And we uh, will be back next week. I think... There's something new out next week, right? So next week... So again, like we're, we don't know which one it's going to be. And maybe we'll decide based on how much people see each movie. But Blind Spotting did come out uh, in theaters this week, this past weekend. It, it, it limited release; it's like 800 theaters, um, you know. So it's not making that much money. Not that many people are seeing it, but it does seem like the type of movie we want to review and highlight. Uh, that being said, there is a, I think, potentially bigger box office movie coming out next week, which is The Darkest Minds, which uh, we already said stars. Um, what's her name? Uh, Amanda. Yeah, the, Rue. She Rue she played Rude in, in the in the Hunger Games. Uh, the first movie, and um, so she is the star of this like kind of mutant movie, The Dark Minds, which is like a te- it's a teen film, young adult kind of film. Uh, but it would be interesting to see that that perspective. So we might be reviewing that over Blind Spotting. That doesn't mean we won't review Blind Spotting. It just means we might get to it a little bit later. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, if you guys feel have opinions about us, please tweet. We love to hear them. You can also email us at blackmen podcast at gmail.com john loves to hear them uh i i listen to responses if it's bad i don't i don't (laughs) only tell me good stuff (laughs) all right uh all right guys we'll see you next week peace that was a headgum podcast 
What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!